Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. The Christmas holiday episode spectacular that really we just cover the football that's going to be played on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That being said, we talk about the first week of bowl season and all of the bowl games that are going to be coming to you on and around Christmas. We also cover week 16 in the NFL. Talk a little draft looking at Matt's top prospects at a couple different positions. Which ones you're going to have to listen to find out. Take a look at the timestamps in the description to see where you want to skip around if that is your choosing but as always please like share subscribe to the podcast find us on twitter thunder blg is the handle there thunderblog sports is the username on both instagram and facebook thunderblogsports.com where you can find all of our blog posts including my official picks for bowl mania as well as the odds for or really percentages for Different teams to clinch this weekend. Both of those should be coming up on Saturday, December 23rd. If you haven't already read them, go check those out. But enjoy this week's episode. Thanks again, and Merry Christmas. And we are live. Welcome to this week's holiday special, I guess the Christmas party, of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com a part of our Bullpen Cart Podcast Network, as you can find it on iTunes. I, of course, am the G-Man with my man, Matty D. Matty D, how are you? Doing fantastic, G. I'm wearing the Eagles hat that we went ahead and purchased in the parking lot of the, swindled. the game this past weekend. We will discuss that in a little bit. I am currently downstairs with the Ficus. Uh, ah. kicked out of the basement. The grandparents are in town. They've taken over upstairs. Yep. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm currently living in a basement, as you can see by my swivel of my computer. So, but yeah, other than that, clothes are hung up. You know, I mean, that's true. I'm being adulty as I can uh, down here. I mean, so, I can't say the same for me, and I have my own room. By the way, um, nice shirt, nice shirt. I got my uh, Philly versus everybody shirt on today. We'll get into yeah, that a little later. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But we got a little football to discuss. So we'll get to our little trip and the reasons why. Uh, well, really, that was technical reasons why we didn't have a podcast for week 15. But in the interim, we have had some college football bowl games. Bowl mania has begun. And that, <laughs> as we enter into the double digits tonight, the ninth bowl being played right now uh, with uh, Wyoming, and then the 10th bowl being played tonight, I believe is what the schedule is. Wyoming, Wyoming what, no, they're on, they're on right now playing Central Michigan yep. in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Well, then there's I think there's one more game tonight, right? That's oh, the yeah. 10th bowl. That, that's what I was trying to get at. But, yeah, Wyoming, is that the – so kind of getting right at it, what's been your immediate reaction to the bowl games? Well, I mean, this is a this is a big game because you've got a ton of NFL executives, GMs, coaches, uh, NFL scouts, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. They're all watching this game Yep. because of Josh Allen, the quarterback for Wyoming. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of him. They're probably more aware of uh, some other guys that we'll get into in a second. But Josh Allen is considered one of, if not the top quarterback prospect in the draft this year. Uh, He he had a a really great 2016. His 2017 has been a little weaker. 
but almost every NFL scout will tell you across the board that it's because of his supporting cast is so bad at Wyoming right now. Uh, he has started off this game smoking hot, 7 of 10 with three touchdowns, so already putting on a show. He's got the whole package. He is similar in an extent to our boy Carson Wentz coming from a small school like Wyoming, a little bit bigger than North Dakota yep. State, but, but still. Um, playing with kind of a bum injured shoulder to, to show up already um, against a decent Central Michigan team, it's a big deal for him. So I, I've been very impressed so far with, uh, with Josh Allen here in this, in this famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah, you might remember seeing a random picture on the screen and uh, see that it was, in fact, Josh Allen. Because they had that weird, almost mustardy brown color uh, for their jerseys. Yes. Uh, and the, the cowboy logo that if you've ever been to the state of Wyoming, uh, it's all over all of their license plates. So it almost has to be like a state logo, if if, if anything. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not looking too hot on that, on my pick for it. <laughs> Um, I did pick Central Michigan because I wasn't sure if Josh Allen was that's, going to see, that play. Was, that's a hard. That's a hard one when you make that decision. You're not, yeah. sure, you know, he's game time. So and I make I made my picks. If you read my blog post last week, I made them last Friday. Um, yeah, kind of to segue it and to correct myself, this is the tenth game. Earlier today, Ohio did beat UAB, who in their first Hammer. year back went will have gone eight and five. So good for the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in our in our Bowl Mania group that features all of our uh, expertise for the Thunder blog, we have Mr. Greg the Prophet Piatelli in first place, having picked seven of nine finished games correctly. He also has picked Central Michigan. So Matt, who was in second place with six of nine, could uh, move into a little tie for first place. Coming in at th- tied for third are me, Jared Barnes. The JSB, if you remember him from the uh, early days, and our boy Jake Goldberg are all tied with five correct, five of seven. And then thirdandgirl.com's Emily Anderson coming in, come bringing up the rear with four correct. Uh, she's on a little bit of a, of a slow streak. I'm surprised she didn't pick our boys, well, <laughs> our quote-unquote boys, our Mountain Hawks or Division One AA, but our Philadelphia boys, the Temple Owls. Who won What's last night? <laughs> you know, I mean, we well, we talked so much about Matt Rule leaving Temple and how this was all, you know, how everything was going to play. Uh, and I mean, it's the second year out, I believe, right? Correct. But you know, they've they've bounced back nicely. I think it's their fourth straight bowl year, fifth straight bowl year. Right, another really um, good day. Yeah, and yeah, a really good day for them. Um, that was in the one of the better named early bowl games. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, which I think was played in, is it played at the Trop? Uh, no? Don't know. Let me find. I can yeah. find out. I can find out. What a great yeah. name, by the way. I mean, I, I don't even know what's going on there, but it's fantastic. Bad Boy Mowers. Well, there's all these great companies that you never really hear of, like the Belk Bowl. Yeah. Like, like nobody knows. Like nobody in Pennsylvania, at least, knows what Belk is. It's like the, with um changing college sports, but the college basketball tournaments where you can kind of tell what region uses what products like the big 12 is the Philip 66, big 12 tournament, um, stuff like that. But then there's the unsponsored bowls, like the Birmingham bowl, which is tomorrow. Um, Lockheed Martin does the armed forces bowl. That kind of makes sense. The dollar general bowl. I mean, good God. Some of these, some of these <laughs> sponsors, you Zaxby's. were right, by the way. It was Tropicana Field for the Temple. Was it the Trop? Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. I knew there was one there. Um, walk-ons, which is a uh, 
chain of bars in uh, in Louisiana, sponsoring the one that's in Shreveport. So that makes a little sense. New Era Pinstripe Bowl, that's at Yankee Stadium. You and I have been up there. But it's all all interesting companies that get thrown around there <laughs> for some of these lesser-named ones. And then, Strange. of course, you have PlayStation that sponsors the Fiesta Bowl. So Right, then it gets bigger, right, as you die. On the gambit. But we're going to kind of – we're going to save the bigger bowls for next week. Yep. Kind of give you guys scheduling. We're going to try to podcast on Wednesday night. Um, so stay around for that. So we're going to try to go through the, the next – five days of bowls through next Wednesday night. And then once we get there, we'll look at the rest of the landscape, but kind of looking at this week, are there any bowl games that immediately jump out to you on your radar? Well, I think, I think the one that we're going to probably, I think if, if you're smart, you tune into is, is this coming Tuesday? Um, is Kansas state UCLA in the cactus bowl for a, a number of reasons. First of all, there, there are two pretty good programs um, obviously UCLA making the big coaching change is a little different, but more importantly, you get to see another big time quarterback prospect in Josh Rosen. Uh, finally, well, hopefully it looks like he's going to play. We do have that thing now where some guys aren't going to play, but he's going to step right onto the scene and then go ahead and play. So that, that's a big time, uh, a big time, uh, matchup for him against a underratedly good Kansas State team who kind of got beat up in the Big 12 this year. They're actually – Kansas State is actually favored. But yeah. most likely Josh Rosen's last game, particularly with Chip Kelly coming in, Rosen doesn't really fit his scheme, you would you would think. So he's, he's most likely, if not already, going pro this year. Yeah. Um, so there's another guy along with Josh Allen that we're looking at as a big-time prospect for uh, to watch in a bowl game to see how he competes. No, that's a great pick because their their defense is a little suspect. You can kind of see why Kansas State's favored. They did have that up and down year. You had them pretty high in your Big Twelve picks. I did. I they like have a pretty good run. They have a pretty good run game. A decent defense. UCLA has been pretty streaky. Uh, so it should be a fun game to watch. If Rosen plays, I might take UCLA. I'll make my official picks in the uh, the blog post tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's a great pick for a game to look out for. Yeah. Um, yeah kind of looking around, one one that I. I would want to keep an eye out for probably I'm going to take on Wednesday evening. I'm going to take the pinstripe bowl just because it's two teams that kind of, you kind of forgot about. They made some impact beat Boston college a little less than Iowa, Iowa, obviously throttling Ohio state. I don't have a line on this game yet, at least on ESPN's on ESPN.com. There isn't one. But it should be an interesting game. You have a, a pretty solid Iowa squad that, that nearly knocked off Penn State. Boston College, who most of that the back end of the ACC kind of sneaking their way into bowl season. I believe they ended up getting 10 in, 10 of, of 14 schools, which is insane. Um, earlier in the day, you get Florida State playing. Uh, Duke made it. They're playing in the, I believe, yeah, in the quick lean bowl against Northern Illinois. Um, which that that's actually one to look out for too. Duke with uh, David Cutliffe, solid squad. Uh, Northern Illinois, who ever since um, and the quarterback's name is is now getting behind beyond me, but the guy that almost won the Heisman four years ago, um, Jordan something. You remember this guy? Wait, say it again. The guy, the Northern Illinois quarterback. And that doesn't really matter. But the, they had that oh, quarterback. No, yeah, 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 no, no. Oh my god, why can't I remember this? But anyway, they. They've kind of hung around since then. They just haven't – because really with a lot of those schools, if you lose 
three games even, you really quickly get away from national spotlight. So that should be a fun game. We were talking a little bit off the air of uh, Utah, West Virginia, how that might be a little different. Um, the Hawaii Bowl actually should be fun too. What bowl? The Hawaii Bowl, Fresno State versus Houston, two high-flying teams. Fresno State was actually ranked for a little bit. Um, they beat they Boise. Were. They beat Boise. Boise came back and beat them again. But uh, yeah, that's, there's two pretty good programs. Obviously, Houston struggling. They, they lost their coach to Texas, but not struggling in terms of their, their 7-4. and four. It's not like they had a bad year, but just comparatively, I think they haven't had the same, um, same great, great season they had a couple years ago. They were battling yeah. for potential. Like top 10 contention. So um, yeah. they, they've got a really good defensive tackle whose name escapes me, who appeared on some Heisman list this year. He's going to be a big-time pick. And he's I think he's a true sophomore, so he's got a year yeah. or two left. I'll have to look him up. But uh, interesting game to look at, too. Two programs that are quietly pretty consistently good there. Yeah, exactly. They're always kind of – they always hang out there. They're, all, they're never really – out of the mix, and if they are, they bounce back pretty quickly. And obviously, what Tom Tom Herman was able to do while he was at Houston for a couple of years was huge. And, and it's good to see that they hung around. Then they really got close a couple times to knocking off some big or bigger AAC opponents. Uh, so really, don't sleep on them. Kind of playing that later, you know, the later in bowl season game deserved for both of them. Fresno State, of course, being a runner up in their conference uh, to Boise State. Um, but you kind of, you touched on it a couple points there and we were talking about it offline and admittedly, I don't get in draft mode nearly as quick as you do, which is <laughs> me just trying to cover my ass and not really knowing players as well as you do. So why don't you give me, let's start with QBs. If you want to jump into other positions, let's do that. But again, you want to, what you want to do first round quarterbacks, top five or, well, I mean, let's talk, that, let's just talk top five because I think the hardest yeah. part about quarterbacks, is it changes so quickly. Yeah. Um, to an extent, but you know, I, I do. I'm like a draft nut. I, I love reading about future picks, the whole nine yards. And we've already discussed two big time quarterbacks in Josh Rosen and uh, and Josh Allen here, who both are 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 pretty much locks at this point for the first round. I, I think everyone Rosen's name is probably more popular than Allen's name for obvious. Well, first of all, he plays at a, at a blue blood program in UCLA, and he really showed up two years ago as a freshman at UCLA, dominating early and young. Um, they, the scouts love him. He's, he's got a lot of really great things going for him. In terms of his physical game on the field, mm-hmm. his footwork, his professional, uh, his pr- uh, professional abilities as like, like a pro quarterback style, he's probably the, the best in the draft at that. Where, where their concerns are is there's a little bit of an attitude concern with him that we've seen, and, and plus he's got a little bit of an injury history there. But – He's going to go top five without a doubt. Um, okay. But in terms of my rankings, if I was going to draft a quarterback, I like Josh Allen first. I think he's a little more durable than Rosen is. So I actually take take Josh Allen as my number one ranked quarterback so far. I slot Rosen in as number two. I think if you get him on the right spot, I don't think he's the right fit for like like the Jets or the Giants. But for a team with a little bit less of a media presence, I think Rosen's a great fit possibly Cleveland would be a good landing spot. So he's my number two. Okay. My number three is Sam Darnold at USC. Big time program. He's going to have an opportunity to really show his stuff. And I know we'll get into the bowl previews later, um, but he's, he is really up against Ohio state in, in the uh, cotton bowl. That's a huge game for him. Um, he's had some interception issues this year. 
And he's got a couple mechanical problems he's got to work out. I still really like him, um, but he would be my third quarterback off the board. To me, though, those are the top three, and after that it's going to get really interesting. So the next three names at the top of the list right now are Baker Mayfield, okay, Lamar Jackson, and Mason Rudolph of Oklahoma State. Okay, and I like they, that. I like Mason Rudolph. They couldn't be more different. So yeah. I mean, with Mayfield, a little undersized. So he's so the problem is he's going to probably come in under under six foot. Um, but a lot of teams, and thanks thanks to Drew Brees, but more so Russell Wilson, are going to feel comfortable taking him in the first because of that competitive edge and that fire that he brings to the team. And I mean, I think we've seen it. NFL teams are starting to resemble college teams more and more in terms of their spread offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Once again, I mean, he's obviously going to have the opportunity on multiple national stages here to really perform, and he could really boost his draft status and try to creep into that top three. But I like him next. and th- So he's my fourth, and then it gets really tough because Lamar Jackson comes up in a lot of conversations. He's a better passer than we give him credit for. But I don't think he's Deshaun Watson good of a passer. Okay. Um, in terms of his reads. So he's got a great arm. He's incredibly fast. And he's a great runner. But the issue is his longevity in the NFL. We've seen it with any running quarterback, including Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz, who are more of scramblers than runners. But if you take hits as a quarterback, you don't last very long. Um, I'm going to tell you, I would rather have a, 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 I think he's 6'5", Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. I know that's a little bit of a system quarterback situation there um, with the Cowboys. But I'm, I'm going to go... Rudolph over Lamar Jackson for durability concerns really only in my mind. That's the only reason I would jump that way. Okay. Um, It's close. It's close for me, uh, but I I would take Rudolph first. Okay. And that's kind of how I break it down. Where would you say like the two Washington quarterbacks, Jake Browning and Luke Falk, are they in the, in the realm? Are they like third, fourth round guys? Yeah. That's a great question. I I think Falk, uh, Browning really has fallen off a lot of radars this year. He's just not had the same successful season. I think most people see him as a, um, uh, most people see him as a, uh, a very much so a system quarterback, even more so than, uh, but I I think Falk has an opportunity. He does. He has an opportunity to kind of really go ahead and solidify some things with a decent bowl game against Michigan State, and then, and then if he can do it, a really good uh, senior day. Um, okay. I, I have concerns about his size. He's 6'4", but he's only 205. And you really have to kind of have a little more girth. So, like, uh, a Rudolph is 235, which gives you that size you're looking for. Um, uh, Donald, I, mean, I can say from experience, it's pretty easy to gain 30 pounds. Mm, mm. Yeah. Pack on some pasta. <laughs> well, it is, gym, it is, but you don't you know, want to lose. Makes him way. You know, it, it's. it's <laughs> Rosen's kind of has that problem too, and these kids are young, so there's a lot of time. But he's another guy, though. I, I think Falk definitely more so than Browning has is going to have. Huh. People thought thought day three, but the more you the more you hear the chatter about it, the more you think that he might slip into a, a late day two pick. And okay. you know what yeah, happens when it comes to quarterbacks. People start to overreact right away. <laughs> and, uh, and off you go. So um, he's got a shot. I think 
there's always going to be a couple other guys too that are kind of floating around. So I mean, we'll see yeah, what happens. Pop up out of nowhere. Are there any other positions that you can see now being fun in terms of the, like fun to look at or fun races of uh, this guy versus that guy or anything like that? Or is it almost just going to be needs based on on how the uh, the final order gets set up? Yeah, I mean, so in terms of other potential position battles that we could see, I think the ones. I mean, it's hard because you're just immediately going to go ahead and pick like, like big time position. So for example, um, you know, running back Saquon Barkley, probably already considered top 10, but behind him, who's next Bryce Love of Stanford or one of the Heisman favorites, uh, or Heisman finalist, Nick Chubb of Georgia. Um, you got, uh, Darius Geis in LSU, Damian Harris in Alabama has an opportunity to kind of make his name. Uh, Royce Freeman of Oregon is a sleeper to watch there as well. I okay. think other ones that could be interesting. Um, there are some really good prospects in the bowl, the big time bowl games, uh, Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, Alabama, you know, all big time. So I, I think there's a, a number to take a look at, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to quarterbacks, right? So um, I, I think that's where we're going to see it. I'm fired up to see some of these big time quarterbacks in these title games. And don't forget, just because they're not draft eligible, Jake Fromm at Georgia is another big-time guy to take a look at. Uh, he'll be playing. He's he's a freshman, so we'll see what happens with him. But he's a big-time prospect coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, who else am I forgetting here? Jalen Hurts kind of had a down year compared to his freshman year, but he's only a sophomore, so he'll be back next year for Alabama. Kelly Bryant for Clemson hasn't shown the same mature, but you know we're, we're, we're coming down from – from Watson to, to Kelly Bryant. So three guys in the biggest games who I think have an opportunity to kind of make a name for themselves uh, in that regain in that regard, excuse me. I like it. So yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens there. Kind of, kind of interesting. Um, and by the way, people forget about this. Uh, Jacob Eason is the injured Georgia quarterback who got, uh, who got jumped by uh, uh, from this year because of an injury. So, He's another guy that probably won't come out this year, but it's got a shot. So there's some interesting guys we're going to be able to watch this year. So yeah. pretty excited about it. Yeah, it should be a lot of a lot of excitement going forward, and um, it should it should be great to see. I'm excited well, to break down the bowls with you next week. I mean, we've got some good ones right now. Don't get me wrong, but man, they're they're going to get really juicy. Oh, yeah. uh, they just get better and better as you go along, which is which is so great. Yeah, that's nice. And it's nice too that you still get some of those like bonus ones, you know, after the New Year's Six. Um, but there aren't as many, I don't think. Yeah. I think in the playoff era. So that's nice at least. Yeah. Oh, hey, by um, the way, before we continue, I want I want to discuss a quick conspiracy theory with you. This is good. You know, I love a good okay. college football so conspiracy theory. Florida State is playing Southern Mississippi. Okay. Florida State went six and six, which technically makes them bowl yep. eligible. They continue their streak. Oh. But I think I know where you're going with this. They played an FCS team, and I'm going to bring their name. I think it's like Delaware State. So, it is Delaware State. Right, and the requirement is that you must have 90% of players on scholarship or something along those lines. Delaware State technically didn't, and according to NCAA rules, that makes them an ineligible win, yep. which theoretically makes Florida State 5-6 and six and not bowl eligible. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Um, but a Reddit person kind of discovered this. I'm going to bring up the team name. Delaware State um, has only 87% of its available scholarship grants in aid awarded. Yep. So theoretically, 
they are not a legitimate victory. So we'll see what happens. Apparently no one noticed this, or they snuck it under the rug, but somebody found it. Uh, and so we'll see what happens there in this case, but I thought it was just an interesting, uh, interesting play there to see what happens. No, no, I heard that. Uh, I heard that earlier today. That is really funny. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, if anything, but I mean, they're also massively favored in that game. Oh yeah. I mean, as they should be, as they should be, but more fun nonetheless, but we're going to move on to the NFL. But before we do that, Got to give a shout-out to my boy Brandon at Sports Geek Fantasy. PGA season is coming up, and if you want to play fantasy golf, this is the place to do it. Season-long daily fantasy. I've been doing it. This is going to be my third year. Basically how it works, he sends out a link to a weekly golf contest. You pay him up front, so every golf contest on DraftKings is free. You pick your team. You get points depending on how you do first second third fourth yada 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 then those points add up you make the fedex cup playoffs you finish i don't know where depending on how many people we can get first second third fourth payouts the other part if you win the week of a major you win money there i won the i won the masters in 2016 because i was one of the only people to have danny willett so it's a (laughs) lot of fun i highly recommend it i play in his football and baseball leagues as well I just won the AFC South or West. Got a little payout for that at my pl- first round of the playoffs this week. So hopefully I do well. But yeah, sportsgeekfantasy.com. I'm going to include a link like I have on the weekly blog post uh, right to the registration link. Uh, Maddie D is going to be playing, and he's yeah. a noob, so you can kick. Oh, my God. I can't wait to smoke you. Uh, you're going to waste all your money on uh, – I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to give you any advice there. But let's move on to the NFL <clears throat> before we start arguing uh, over the Hawaii tournaments. Cold Hard Locks, week 16 is coming up. Week 15 was an interesting week. We got the Eagles getting their first round by locked up. Uh, and we were there. We were at the New Meadowlands. My first time up there. That was your second time, yeah? Yes, yeah, second time. First victory, thank God. Oh, my God. First victory. Uh, but it, was, uh, it wasn't It was too, you know, it was pretty close. So it was not one to, we won, so you celebrate that way, but not the uh, dominant fashion. Um, but Nick Foles looked great. He did. I mean, he came yeah. through, right? I was very impressed yeah. with Nick. I was too. The defense kind of needs to step up their shit, but we'll see what uh, good old Jim Schwartz does for them. Uh, but we'll see how everything goes this week. We could, I don't think we can lock up every spot for the NFL playoffs, but we'll get close. There's some important matchups. I was, I was yeah. fooling around with the, uh, the playoff machine at work a lot this week, trying to figure out different ways of getting like the Raiders or the Packers in. Um, so it's uh there's a lot of interesting ways that all of this could work out. Put it that way. Uh, but let's get right into it. We have three different days with NFL games this week. We start with Saturday football. We are back to the Saturday football uh, equation. And we will be for the foreseeable future, considering the uh, first two rounds of the playoffs have it as well. And we start with one that should be pretty easy pick-em-wise, but is an interesting line. 4.30 Saturday. December 23rd on the NFL Network, the 
Indianapolis Colts returning to Baltimore. Get that to face the <laughs> Ravens. Ravens come in as a 13 point favorite. Matt, what do you got for me on this one? This is a must win for Baltimore. Uh, they're technically not in the playoffs, but you know, if they control their own destiny, they win out, they'll be in as a wild card. They, they've got to win here. I think they do, but you're right. This is a big line. Forecast is rainy. Yep. Uh, and I guess uh, to what I still think is a spunky Colts team that no one talks about because they're not good. So I actually think that the Colts cover here, but the Ravens okay. win. So I go yeah. Colts to cover Ravens victory. Okay, so Colts with the points. I'm going to take the Ravens to cover, mainly because I like Alex Collins a lot. Um, and it's I looking just, good. That Colts defense is just shit. I know. Um, yeah, so, and they're not good away from home either. They're 1-6. and six, They're 3-11. and 11. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to take them to, to cover that 13-point spread in Baltimore, but we both have them winning. Yeah, uh, do, you know who cut, do you know who cut Alex Collins? No. Seattle. Wow. Yeah, isn't that right? So Seattle can't seem to find a running back that works, but they, yeah. they cut Alex Collins, and now he's got – I mean, he's probably – it's going to be tough, but he's – uh, what is it? 166 yards away from a thousand yard season with yep. Baltimore. So not that's pretty. 156. What did I say? Oh yeah, 156. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. 156. Yep. You're 156. Yep. Go on. No, no, no. But yeah, moving on. We have a uh, an int- it was gonna be an intriguing uh, game, I should say. Uh, but then the Packers officially got eliminated from the playoffs. Um, and that was part of my playoff machine. Tom Foolery was to figure out if. If it was possible for them to get in, it's not. So Aaron Rodgers deactivated for the season. Uh, 8.30, though, in Green Bay, the Packers are an eight-and-a-half-point dog hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this one's going to be cold. It looks like it's going to be somewhat of a clear night. I'm going to take Minnesota here to cover that. I know that's a lot of road points, but – Packers really just not playing for anything. And at this point, you almost want to put on the tank and get as high of a pick as you can with a healthy Aaron Rodgers coming back in 2018. Yeah, I'm with you. I got to take pack. I got to take Vikings. This line's getting bigger. It was six and a half. It's up down to eight and a half uh, with Rodgers being out. Uh, And and unfortunately, the Rodgers for for the, for Eagles fans, it's really tough because we obviously wanted him to, uh, you know, play and beat the Vikings so we wouldn't have to worry about getting another victory on the schedule. We could just go ahead and rest, guys. But big time, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sorry. The Vikings are going to win it. Um, poor yeah. Brent Hudley. Uh, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, to kind of fill in what Matt was getting at, the Eagles basically have Minnesota at a dormy. All they have to do is either win one game or the Vikings lose one game. The Eagles get home field. Um, but it's also possible that Minnesota gets the four seed, too, if they lose out. Um, again, a lot of time in the NFL playoff <laughs> machine um, on ESPN. Uh, no, probably one of those least productive weeks of the year, second to next week. But moving to Saturday or Sunday, Christmas Eve, a full slate of football for you. That rain's going to continue for these next two games that we talk about. The Bears hosting the Browns. Chicago comes in as a six and a half point favorite. And you know what? Call me crazy. I'm going to think that this is the game that the Browns get their first win. I'm taking Cleveland with the points. I mean, it's got to be their best their best shot. They're not even that far away from home in, in, in exactly. Chicago. I'm hoping it turns to snow because no one likes a rain game, but everyone likes a little snow involved. 
I'm sorry. I took the Bears. I got no faith in this Browns team. No, I understand. So I'm going Bears. I think they figure they did. I think they just take it and win this week. And uh, Browns continue their trudge to 0 and 16. And you know, hopefully, whether it's Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, or Sam Donald, some or, or Kirk Cousins, I don't know. Somebody comes in there and and helps them out next year at the quarterback yeah. position. So I'm taking the Bears. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's probably the right pick. Um, I've been on a little bit of a hot streak in our weekly pick them by being crazy. So I'm hoping this helps me pay off. Um, but we'll, uh, we can, we'll break that down next week on, on how sure. we're looking. Cause I need to add up the weeks moving on though. Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Bre- or the, uh, Detroit lions. Detroit comes in as a three point favorite. Um, it's going to be rainy in this one. Uh, I do, do you know, is Joe, is Joe Mixon playing? Yeah. He's, he's cleared to play. Apparently he's cleared to play. Ooh. I don't know. This one could be interesting. What do you got? I'm going to go Lions. They need it. They have to have yeah. it if they want any shot at the playoffs. So I think they're going to take it and cover. I think three points is enough. I think this Bengals team with the announcement of Marvin Lewis leaving and the the, the real big regression of Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon, while he's tantalizing, only got a 518 yards in the season. So he hasn't been a superstar, uh, I don't think. I mean, I, I, I like him, but, I, you know, I think the Lions win one here on the road. Once again, not traveling very far to Cincinnati. So I think they beat the Bengals to stay in the playoff hunt for at least another week. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to take Detroit too. Um, But anyway, we move on. The Rams going to the Titans. One o'clock game on Fox. Titans are a six and a half point home dog. Um, Rams obviously coming off a massive win in Seattle. Um, and really just looking dangerous and very formidable coming into the playoffs. Um, I'm going to take them to cover this, even though there's probably going to be some type of regression from somebody against that Titans defense. Uh, but that offense is a little shaky, that, and I, I feel like they're going to get a, get tripped up a bit by L.A. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Well, first of all, this Titans team is backing into the playoffs here. I think if you're the third or fourth seed in the AFC, so whether it's the Chiefs, or the Chargers, or um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you want to face – well, I don't, I don't think Jacksonville as much just because it's hard to bit, but I think you want to face this Titans team. They're they're like weirdly not good, but not de- not terrible. I think yeah. the Rams smoke them here. I think they cover easily. Um, I've got concerns about the future of that Titans team as well. I, I think they're, they're treading water too much for a team that should be really on the rise in that division. Yeah, I feel like they need more linemen. I feel like they're yeah. very weak on both sides of the ball internally. Mm-hmm. So yep. the, the offensive line, because Marcus Mariota had those ankle problems. The Marco Murray, he's not going to play forever, but he was on and off of the IR. So we'll see how uh, all I, that goes. I think if you're the Titans, I've seen enough of Derrick Henry that I think he's got to be the guy there. Yeah. Now. No, no, no. Uh, but I think really, to me, it's Mariota that's concerning me. We've seen him... He already. We knew he was going to be have always have an injury potential, but we've seen him regress pretty steadily this year. I think now, young receiving core there. Corey Davis really hasn't blown up yet, so maybe we'll see. But I'm I'm concerned about the Titans, and and so we'll see what happens. But they're probably going to make the playoffs, <laughs> so um, we'll go from there. Yeah. We'll move on to another eight and six home AFC team hosting a a different team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Ten and a half point favorites over the Dolphins. It seems like a lot, but the Dolphins 
aren't really that good. Uh, it's supposed to be raining in KC. Um, Kareem Hunt, a little bit of a bounce back week last week, and Miami seems like a good team to uh, really do it again. So I'm going you know, to just barely cover this, but I could see it being about a touchdown win. But I'm, I'm going to say they get it. Yeah, I made a mistake last week. You, you don't bet against the Chiefs at Arrowhead in December. Yeah. So I'm with you. They hammer a Dolphins team that really is limping to the finish. I mean, I, I think the thing is, when Ryan Tannehill went down, I didn't believe in Jay Cutler before. I don't believe in him now. So I didn't. I, I kind of think for Adam Gase, it's kind of a punt season anyway. Nope. But I think the Chiefs dominate both sides of the ball here. And I, I would tell you 14-plus is definitely in the range here of this Chiefs team who – this is why you love a great coach like Andy Reid who – the season has peaks and valleys for the most part. His mm-hmm. team definitely definitely hit the floor pretty hard. But as great coaches figure out a way to get their teams rolling right when you want them to, and it yep. looks like this team is getting rolling right when they want to. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I think this is going to be a dominating performance here by the Chiefs as they kind of reestablish themselves as a threat yep. to the rest of the AFC. Yep. Why don't some crazy – I do. For as much shit as we give Alex Smith for not being really able to throw the ball down the field, he is more passing yards. Now, we need to see the yak and all that stuff. Then, then Jared Goff, he's not far behind Drew Brees, and he's only about 400 yards behind Tom Brady. Yep. Eight yards. He has 25 touchdowns, more than Brees and Goff, three less than Brady. Not a terrible season. He had that great start, and I know kind of shaky here, but, you know, we did – I mean – Discounting a little bit, but you know if it works, keep running it. No, I mean I'm, I, I, you know, I think he still gets that bad rap because what happens is there's there's glaring plays in a game where he he doesn't go downfield for yeah. whatever reason. I think that's that number. I mean, I've seen some of those numbers as well. I've seen actually if you if there's some kind of like modified yards per attempt that he leads into, but the problem mostly is that his he seems to only go deep to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was the other part I was going to make. Way, that- yeah. Yeah, Tyree Kill has is by far, he has over a thousand yards already, seven touchdowns. Um, the Patriots, uh, their top receiver is Gronk, who missed a game and due to his suspension and yada yada yada. Um, but Tom Brady is you know, he's got a lot to work with. No, he does. Um, he does. Well, thing, though, other than other than Tyree Kill, Jay, uh, uh, Jay, uh, Travis Kelsey is there and he's fantastic. That's I true. think he missed yeah. the same. Man. Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware, Kendrick West all have good ability to catch the ball in the backfield, but they don't have – they lost Chris Connolly. They don't have elite receivers beyond Tyreek Hill. Yep. And I do think that play – we saw last year with, with, with uh, Carson Wentz, I think that plays into your ability to throw balls down the field because normally, you know, receivers who aren't elite don't go down the field. Yeah, so exactly. I think, I think we are discrediting Alex Smith's abilities due to that. I, I personally think you're going to see him be traded this offseason to get them some kind of a draft pick, kind of like uh, Andy Reid did with Donovan McNabb and let Patrick Mahomes take over. But if I'm the Broncos or the um, – well, maybe the Jaguars, although that might be different now. Um, you know, the Bills. So funny. I know the Bills, the Bengals. Any team that's just on the cusp that needs a quarterback, they should come calling. And see what they the can bills, do. Get a million percent would. Right, I think the bills. I think the bills would be a good idea. I, the, the Broncos' only problem is they're in the division. 
So yeah. that may be a tough yeah. sell. But that's th- to me, they're the key. They're, they're the biggest. Team. Oh my God, they would love Alex Smith with yeah. everything that's happening with them right now. The other team, I think, by the way, if you want to take uh, just go on the subject, watch out for the Cardinals to make a move like that. Ooh. Because if Bruce Arians doesn't retire, now Carson Palmer has another year, year left on his deal, but if Bruce Arians doesn't retire, that's a great landing spot. Now, I know Bruce Arians likes throwing the ball down the field, but give me Alex Smith over anybody else than Blaine Gabbert. Like, that to me is a great, great pick. But I digress. I digress. Anyway, so we, we mentioned both of these teams, but the Bills are going to the Patriots at Gillette. It's an 11 point, 11 and a half point Patriot favorite line. Um, and the Bills are in a little bit of a hot streak. It would actually be fun to see them make the playoffs, but they are atrocious away from what is New Era Field or whatever Buffalo's stadium is now called. Um, away from Buffalo, they're awful. So I'm going to take the Patriots to easily cover this line. I'm with you. I, this to me is a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hammer them. I think. Um, and really dominate. Gronk is coming into his own. Quietly hasn't a thousand yard season, but nope. we saw the full effect of him against the Steelers. Yeah, against the Steelers. You can debate the loss. You can debate the the victory or not. But in terms of them marching down the field, and Chris Hogan will be back. I cannot emphasize the readdition of Chris Hogan to this offense because you've got Gronk, you've got Brandon Cooks. Yep. You have the running back group. Um, other than that, Philip Dorsett really hasn't set in. And Damian, Danny Amendola is who he is, a slot receiver. Chris Hogan unlocks those intermediate routes for you that you haven't had. So now you've got Cooks deep, Hogan intermediate, Gronk, everything, the running back short, and now all of a sudden Brady has more to work with. That's, a lot more. That's really scary for me uh, as this defense for the Patriots continues to get better as well. So I'm very excited to see that. Yep. And now we move to one of the better games of the week. Yes, great game here. One o'clock on Fox. It's probably going to be on all of your TVs, at least on your Fox TV. Uh, if not, go, immediately go to a bar. That's what we're advising you to do. That or fly to New York, and we'll get to that in a second. The Saints, five-and-a-half-point home favorites, hosting the Atlanta Falcons. A lot on the line at this one. Atlanta, very good, normally good, away from their new home, uh, Mercedes-Benz Field. This one's at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. But it's easy breezy, and I love the Saints here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. And I think if it was anywhere but the Superdome, you'd, you'd, I'd, I'd, I'd have probably chosen differently. Yeah. Uh, this is a really hard game because the Falcons need this. More yep. than the Saints, right? Yep. I know. I know the Saints. It's only a one-game difference, by the way. So I don't want to. I don't want to throw that off too much. So, but I got to take the Saints here. I hate to do it because yes. anytime I know because that means the Cowboys get closer to a playoff spot. But I'm going to take the Saints at home to just cover by like a touchdown or six points. Just think that that running back tandem's too much for um, for the Falcons. That's my exact thought. I think. If because they they can do both do a lot they're kind of the, the you know the very they're very good foils to one another and I think Drew Brees it opens it up enough to get around that defense that front is what concerns me for Atlanta um, yeah but I just think I mean even with Julio you know even with Matt Ryan um, Tevin Coleman is playing we didn't mention that but 
I just think I think you hit the nail on the head. If it wasn't the Superdome, we'd be saying otherwise. But Saints yep. get this. Yep. Anyway, so I alluded to this in the games that you can go to for a lot less than it takes to, uh, <laughs> you know, probably see it in your hometown. I'm sure Los Angeles Chargers fans probably no, that's actually false because how cheap it is. It's five dollars on StubHub to go to see the Jets host the Chargers. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I shouldn't have beat around the bush. Chargers come in, six and a half point road favorites. I love this. I'm hammering it. I think they could win by two touchdowns. The Jets can be tricky, especially at home. But I think Melvin Gordon has a big day. I'm with you. I think the shame of it is it's just a bummer the way this lined up because the Chargers are a game behind the Chiefs in the division now. Um, I have them smoking the Jets as well. I like your Melvin Gordon assumption. Um, it's a bummer because I don't think the Chargers, the Chiefs go, assuming they beat the Dolphins, they play the, the Broncos, who are terrible. I think the Chiefs make the playoffs here, which is a shame because you're going to lose out on a, a pretty good Chargers team that just didn't start yep. the season well. Now, I mean, the Chargers aren't totally out of it, right? I mean, in theory, they, they can still slip in, or can they not? They can. They are still alive, but it's okay. going to take a lot. There's yeah, a lot of teams right. kind of clogged up there in the uh, Ravens, the eight Titans, and six world, the Ravens, the, Bills, the Titans, the, the Bills. Bills. Six, so yeah, there's a lot yeah. that would need to happen. I think it's possible, but you need. Okay. I think they really need to win the division. That's kind of what needs That's to happen. Say. Which is kind of a shame because, quite frankly, they're a fun team. Yeah. Um, you know, this is why you can't get off to an zero and four start. So. Um, they win it. I think they win out. I think they end up at, at um, nine and seven, but I think they won't make the playoffs. So that's kind of a yeah. shame. And well, I think a I'll just jump us, yeah, I'll just jump us right to the next game. Very meaningless. Broncos visiting the Redskins. The Redskins are a three point line. Um, I, I took, uh, I took the Redskins. I mean, I took I the Broncos too. in this game. Oh. I took the Broncos. Okay. Just cause, um, just cause. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to give the analysis on a meaningless game. Uh, Broncos just aren't good away from home. That's basically my my thought process. Uh, Moving on, though, another one that kind of sets up for next week. Uh, The Panthers, who really are the team that nobody or some people are talking about, but have really regained form. Ten and a half point favorites against the Bucs. Easy game to choose. The line, I think, is easy, but we've seen flashes from Tampa Bay. Uh, but they're pretty bad on the road. I'm going to take it, uh, Carolina to cover. This is my cold heart lock of the week. I've got Carolina covering. And you know I hate picking divisional games like this, but um, there's been talks about the Buccaneers moving on from Jameis Winston at this point. Um, so I've got the Panthers all the way covering cold hard lock pick there. They've got to win it to stay in the chase. They have a top opportunity to come out of this week leading the division yep. if the Falcons can upset the Saints. So I've got Panthers all the way. I like it. Um, so we move on to the four o'clock games, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming out to San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo as four and a half point favorites. Uh, I like them to cover that. Although I do think, uh, Jimmy G could potentially give Jacksonville a little bit of trouble. He's just not a ton really around him. Jimmy G's five and O as a starter, like three and O with the 49ers. With no weapons, making Marquise Goodwin look like a fantasy, a, rel, a, rel, a relevant fantasy player. Um, but 
I take Jacksonville to cover because their defense is so good um, that they're just going to cause Jimmy G some problems. This is like I almost want to grab Kyle Shanahan and say, just don't put Jimmy G in the game here because it's not worth an injury. So I'm going to take the Jaguars winning, although I wouldn't be totally blown off my feet if the 49ers upset the Jags here because typical Blake Bortles, Jacksonville Jaguars kind of game to lose, but I'm going to go with you. I'm with the Jags here. I love how much you hate Blake. It's so funny. (laughs) I I want to like Blake. I do. But all I can remember is the Chargers game a few weeks ago where he basically tried to give the game to the Chargers and they still yeah. won. And they, so, they still won, yeah. By the way, I'm not saying they should give up on him. Yeah. Like, I, no, I almost think you should bring him back for another year. But, um, I, you know, it's, I struggle to trust quarterbacks because I've seen enough of them totally blow it. Um, yeah. And yeah. All right, so we move on to uh, basically the loser's out game. Um, I believe – Big cat on pardon my take called it the loser leaves town game of the week. 425 on Fox. This is 1 million percent Joe Buck and Troy Aikman getting up, <laughs> getting the call for this one. The Dallas Cowboys, four and a half point favorites, returning Ezekiel Elliott against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, like I said, Dallas, four and a half point favorite with Zeke, who was not hurt, was just suspended. So it doesn't really need a ton of rust to shake off. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I want – you know I want to pick the Seahawks, right? Yeah, I know Wilson, you do. 30 touchdown passes. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke's been suspended for six weeks. He's got 783 rushing yards. So it's not even, it's not even unfathomable that he could even get to 1,000 yards if he has two good weeks here, which is incredible yep. to me. But, um, yeah, I hate to do it. I gotta take. Yeah, you gotta take the count. I God, I they, they just. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I hate. I hate to tell you this. They're a dangerous playoff team. They are. They absolutely are. It's like the totally only Skip fresh. Bayless take that's not terrible of all the ones he's been doing. That the the Dallas Cowboys can be dangerous in the playoffs. They can be. They can be. And and I mean, oh God. So it make honestly, this is the worst part. Like in theory, this is. I mean, both teams have to win to be in the playoff race. Right? Exactly. But. The Cowboys are at home with a fresh Zeke against. Now here's the thing, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is fully healthy, 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 health. That's not a word. Healthy. Healthy. Guess, guess who may not play this though. week? There's, wait, here's the reason back. Guess who may not play in this game? Who? The left tackle, Tyron Smith, of the Cowboys. Now, okay. he doesn't play. I might change my pick for the sole reason that we've seen this Cowboys team, as you would expect, by the way, and this is why health in the offensive line is so important. When you lose somebody like Tyron Smith, Jason Peters, has, his injuries obviously caused some problems for our birds, but all of a sudden, Frank Clark, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett have a free pass against a weak left tackle. You limit Zach's productivity. You allow Bobby Wagner to really just go head-to-head against Zeke. That's how you squeak a win out on the road. So. Interesting. Okay. Tyron Smith doesn't play. Bobby Wagner is apparently fully healthy and practicing. Then I got to tell you, I might switch over. I'll tell you a lot. I might switch over now. I won't because it'll be a game time decision, but I'm close there. I'm close. So thought you should know. All right. All right. I'm close enough, but we'll quickly go through this last Sunday game. The Giants, three point dogs going out to Arizona. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona here. Uh, we, 
Giants really aren't good away from home. They got close to the Eagles, but I mean, they really played out of their minds in that game. I, I can't see them doing that two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I got the Cardinals winning here. And it's an yeah. easy line, three-point favorites on uh, at home against a Giants team that you're right. They, they played really well last week. But I, people are – the defense didn't play for the Eagles, but it's a divisional game. You expect yeah. you expect a close competition. Eli's played us so many times. But I got the Cardinals winning here. Cardinals, you know, quietly figuring it out this season with all their injuries. So I'm impressed. And I do hope Bruce Arians sticks around for another year um, to see if they maybe can get – maybe if Carson Parma's healthy, although I'm not really a believer, but maybe Kirk Cousins can come into town. Um, or get me a young gunslinger in there that, that's okay to go deep. That team's got a lot of pieces together defensively and offensively, at least at some skill positions. But they, this might be, by the way, the last home game for Larry Fitzgerald. So we don't know what's going to happen with him, but it could be his last uh, home game. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so we move on. Monday, have two games uh, in, lieu of Sunday night fo- in lieu of Sunday Night Football. They have NBC has a second game at 4:30 on Monday, Christmas Day. The Pittsburgh Steelers, fresh off their um, controversial loss, uh, <laughs> going to Houston. Houston is really banged up. Hilariously, as I scroll down to this part on ESPN.com, one of their staff writers shows the practice report, and it is lengthy. That's oh, yeah, lengthy. It's like a graveyard. Um, Steelers come in as nine-point road favorites, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh here uh, to cover that. I think they're all pissed off. They want to just get a win. I don't know if they lock up a buy or not by winning, um, but they they win easily and they cover that spread. Is This is kind of a nice line here. Yeah, nine points is interesting. So that's That's strange. Yeah, because um, I think it'll be higher because we don't even know who's going to start a quarterback for the exactly. Texans. That's what that's why I, a big reason yeah. why I'm just going <laughs> to take the take the Steelers with the points, yeah. or to cover these points and run, just run away. Yeah, from absolutely. Them. I think they're going to get. Yeah, they're going they're going to hammer yeah. in there. Tom, yeah, so. Tom Savage being one of those on that lengthy list, right? So. But let's move to the game we really want to discuss. Here. Yeah, it works that it's last. It's very nice that uh, way. It, it, I mean, I love when we're that means because you know what we deserve more primetime games. So you're right. I do love it. Our birds hosting Burst. the Oakland Raiders at home. Raiders. Raiders on Monday night football, Christmas night. Oakland comes in as a nine point dog to the Eagles. They're terrible away from Oakland. Uh, and I guess one of their games wasn't even in Oakland. Um, or no, that wasn't a home, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Derek Carr, though, slowly putting together a decent season, even though he missed some time. Um, I do like the Eagles to win here, and I'm going to take them to cover okay. nine points. I'm going to take the over, though, on the over-under, which is 47. Um, and the big reason for that is the Eagles' defense concerns me a little bit, but not enough that the the Raiders could keep pace with an Eagles offense that could just keep chugging. Um, Nick Foles scored when he needed to score. And I think that shows a lot about what the offense can do. And as they all get a little more used to one another, I think that there's a lot of potential there. I think though the running game still is a key part of it. It will be going forward as we get into the playoffs. Um, I, but I'm going to take, 
Eagles cover and an over of 47 points total. I will be there. You will I'm be there. I'm being loud. And what are after, you loud? Um, I'm, I'm always loud. But I got I to gotta tell you, this is, an, this is a, I think to me, this is a must win for the birds. Absolutely. Because this clinches it, and then this will give – this has the potential. You win this week, you can theoretically give some of your guys, and I'm, and I'm on board with this, a three-week – almost a three-week break. Exactly. And, and I, I've been watching – you know what I watched? I watched Malcolm Jenkins miss tackles. I watched Fletcher Cox and Tommy Jernigan not get the pressure we're used to. Timmy Jernigan. I watched – oh, sorry, I say Tommy. Timmy Jernigan, yeah, excuse Tom. me. Yeah. Timmy, no, my father, Timmy Jernigan struggled to an extent. I've seen Garrett Blunt lose a half step. Alshon Jeffrey get a little dinged up. I want a three-week break, start veterans, and then from there, I want to go for it. So I, I think we have to win this game to get the number one overall seed because I think the, the Cowboys are going to have something to play for. Yep. I, I want to control my destiny, so let's win, let's, let, let's win and let's rest. Yep, I agree one million percent, and that's what I'm hoping happens. Yep. Might be some bias here. The lines here. have gone up, by the way. The lines have gone up. Yeah, what so, was it before? It was eight and a half. Now it's nine. But I know it's not a lot. But that uh, that is a lot because it's it's three field goals. Yeah. Um, and here's here's the key though: the Bears. I mean, the Vikings play the Bears at home to end the season. So you're yep. going to assume they're going to win out. So to me, if you want it, you got to have it. This has got to be it right here, right now. You got to win. Yep. Absolutely. So, do you have them covering? Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Yes. All right. A late, a late change for me. I've been thinking about it back and forth. I was thinking but, about it too, and I just yep. went gut reaction. I think it's the defense I, to me. You think they tighten it up? I like a 31, uh, like, like a 31 16 game here. I think there's okay. going to be, and I think it's a late touchdown, by the way, like, a def, like we've seen in the past, um, that gets them over the top. Yeah. What I could see happening too is is that the defense comes out hot, trips up a little bit in the middle two quarters, then really turns it up in the fourth quarter. You saw them do that a little bit against the Giants, especially late, which was huge. Um, Eli Manning wants to blame it on us, the fans, for being loud, which great. Um, but they did play a lot better. They had some bad penalties, some that were a little bit questionable, if you want right. to think that. Um, but, uh, you know, they still have it. I think they just rest is a big factor here. Being home, having a full week at home, not even having to get up to go on a bus. Um, I think that's just a big part of it. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So uh, yeah. it'll it'll be uh, it's going to be an exciting week here. It's going to really solidify a lot of divisions. Well, divisions. Well, let's see. It can. Eagles. I think the only yeah. one that really isn't. Is going to be the I think the NFC South is can't to me. I mean, I mean theoretically the the Chiefs and chart. Well, I don't know about that actually. Uh, regardless, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I think the AFC West can't be either. Yeah, but, yeah, but it doesn't look to me. It doesn't matter because the Chiefs are going to win. We're going to win. So I no. I think it's really the one division left. So it's really now wild card positioning too because the Vikings could go to the fourth seed. No. So um, the Steelers and the Jaguars have a shot at the number one seed, technically. So those are some big moves there that could happen. Um, but I'm pretty, yeah, it uh, is nuts how it, all, how it all can. It's kind of, kind of the end of the season matchups. Really probably, outside of those way, two divisions, it probably won't. It probably <laughs> right? won't. I don't think it won't. So I don't think like normally we think all these crazy scenarios and they never happen yeah. because the teams at this point they're fueled well, up. They're phoning it in, yeah. 
the one disadvantage of the late season divisional games. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it'll be crazy how it all goes down. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. I think it's kind of nuts that they aren't having, I guess it's probably because of Christmas Eve, that they aren't having that Sunday night game uh, this week. I remember going to a week 16 Sunday night game and yeah. then they announced that the Eagles were going to be at Sunday night football in week 17 at the Cowboys. This was the last year they made the playoffs during the game, which, which I thought was cool. Um, but yeah, we've, we're running out of time. We were going to try to go into a little Flyers and Sixers talks. We'll, and give you guys a little, yeah, we'll do it next week. We'll, we were going to try to give you guys a little tease uh, as to what we're going to be doing once uh, you know bowl season wraps up and as the playoffs start getting tightening up. Uh, and then, you know, at, you know, going forward, we're not going to just stop podcasting, talk, doing a little business talk. So hope you appreciate that. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to let us know in the comments, uh, either on the blog post where this link is going to be. Uh, tweet at us, send us a DM, anything like that. Any feedback's always appreciated. Uh, Matt, any other thoughts from you? I, I think the only thing at this point that I can say is this is why we love the NFL. It's the parity yep. across the board. So, so many teams are still in it. So many teams have stuff to play for. Makes it interesting. Um, I this is like this is like a huge weekend. Both less in college, but but really this case in the NFL to position ourselves. So uh, fired up, ready to go, and uh, looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to going ahead and dominating you in golf again. I wanted to bring that up. I mean, I know I'm going to dominate, so I'm not worried about it. But on DraftKings or in real life? Well, both in this case. Because I feel like my game is really rounding into form in real life. DraftKings, I'll take care of it too. So anyone else? How many, how many rounds have you played on, on DraftKings? How many how many t- contests? The thing is, I'm undefeated. Okay? I'm undefeated. The answer okay. to that question, ladies and gentlemen, is zero. But I'm undefeated. That's a true fact. How many major championships do you have? Well, that's a different story. Now, now we're not – now you asked me how many wins. I, I just told you my percentages. I'm, I'm undefeated. Well, technically, infinity. If we're going to do real math, anybody else, if if anybody else wants to challenge me, you come. You bring your best yeah. stuff. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna include the link to register for for uh, Sports Geek That's on the play. blog post. That's a good play. Good. Uh, if you need to sign up for DraftKings, do that. That DraftKings.com. Um, Matty D is going to be doing it. Um, unfortunately, we don't sponsor, so we don't have a code. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Go Birds. Uh, follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbug Sports, Facebook, Instagram, ThunderbugSports.com, all that good stuff. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. If you're celebrating Hanukkah, I hope you've had a great Hanukkah. Uh, and we'll, we don't need to say Happy New Year because we'll see you before then. We'll talk to you next week. Matty D, my man, thank you. Let's go, brother. Let's go. Good night. Go birds. Merry and Christmas. Go birds. Merry Christmas.